Welcome to Nerds Who Comics, the podcast that adapts comic books into audio dramas. I'm the producer and host, Mark the Red Corners Ranger, and today I'm coming to you with a slightly different episode. As you know, usually I adapt comic books into audio dramas, and I've been doing that for now for a few months, but today I'm going to produce my own story. If you've been listening to Cosplay Dude 637's Universe 19 and his Ultra Rangers and Power Rangers Cyberforce, you've already met the Red Cornish Ranger. If you've also been listening to Ty Tiger's Tiger Tales on YouTube, he's also adapted my character for a couple of his episodes as well. Well, today I'm going to be giving you a prequel series to those events. Now, this series is a five-part episode that will tell the story of how the Red Cornish Ranger came to be, how he got his powers and how he ended up dimension jumping into universe 19 and power rangers future foundation universe so sit down relax and enjoy this episode in the land of that time and space william cranston walked out of the portal he had just returned from universe 20. he walked over to his portal monitors and sat in front of them he swiped his hand moving the monitors along until monitor for universe 20 appeared in front of him his knight walked up to him. Sir, I thought you were not allowed to interfere with the other universes, the knight questioned. I should not, you are correct, but this time... I have my reasons, William replied. Meaning, sir, the knight asked. William held out his hand, and the monitor showing Universe 20 fast-forwarded the screen. It stopped, showing a ranger with a black helmet with a white cross for a visor, sat by himself, swearing for revenge. Who is that, sir, the knight asked. Meet the Red Cornish Ranger, a man who is destined for nothing, but apparently a team of just normal rangers. But I sped up the process, making it so he would become in contact with the grid before he should have, William told him. How does that help? The knight asked. William pulled out a chess piece from his pocket. It was all white with a Cornish flag on top. I must collect my warriors, and the Red Cornish Ranger is going to help me, William grinned.
Power Rangers Royal Britannia Chapter 1 A Cornish Beginning What makes a ranger? Is it the weapons? The zords? The colours? The explosions that come out of nowhere? Or maybe it is the team? The friends? At least that's what Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, thought before he was alone. To tell you how this happened, I'd have to go back to the beginning. All the way back to 1994. Mark was on a school trip to Tintagel Castle in Cornwall. He got separated from his class when he saw an American teen talking to his watch. Mind you, this is 1994. No Apple Watches or Dick Tracy video watches. So it was really out of place. I read your Zordon said the dark-haired teen, wearing a red shirt and blue jeans, with a worn brown leather jacket. Jason, Rita has sent a monster to Angel Grove. We need you back right away, said the voice from his watch. I'm on my way, Zordon, said Jason. He reached behind his back and glanced around to make sure no one was around, and shouted, It's morphin' time! Tyrannosaurus! In a red flash, he was gone. Little did Jason know, Mark was there, watching the whole interaction unfold. He was speechless. Did he just figure out who the Red Ranger was? Better question was, what was Rita doing? The whole world knew who Rita was from the countless threats on TV. Mark was freaking out, and in total disbelief. Then he saw it. A rock. With a red glow. Or was it pink? No, green. No, yellow. Wait, black? No, blue. The rock glowed, and it was right near where Jason vanished from. So he picked it up and stuffed it in his pocket. After all the excitement, Mark had forgotten he snuck away from class. He soon remembered when the teacher found him, and ended up with a week of detention for wandering off. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah. You. No, you right there. Are you a fan of Power Rangers? Do you like listening to people just randomly talk about all kinds of subjects? Well, then do I got the podcast for you. Zeo to Hero, the podcast. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting, talk about everything from Power Rangers to Gundams to who has the better hairstyle. These guys don't care. It doesn't matter to these guys. They will talk about it. You need to go check them out. That's Zeo to Hero, the podcast. On Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, they're on there. So go check them out. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Back to action! Years passed, and that rock became a paperweight. As for the Rangers, many teams came and went. Fighting evil, two big events happened. One was when the Ultra Rangers gathered all the Rangers together to stop an invasion. And the other was the loss of the Ultra Rangers, which included Jason. 30 years on, and one day, something strange happened. The rock flies out of the dusty stack of knickknacks and sparks with some kind of energy. Mark stood there in shock, the hairs on his arms standing up. A big flash of light and stood there holding the glowing rock was a green knight, head to toe in fabric, white armour and a green cape. Hello Mark, 
Many years ago, a runestone chose you. It is empowered with a great force called the Morphing Grid. Said the Morphing Master. Hold on. Morphing Grid? Runestones? What the hell are you doing in my room? Said Mark, very confused. Um, yes. I probably should have introduced myself. I am the Green Morphing Master. Many years ago... Yeah, can you stop saying many years ago? Feel old enough already. I remember. I saw Jason, the Red Ranger, morph and then leave. After he left, I found the runestone. I worked out who he was after the Ultra Rangers gave their lives to save the world, said Mark, interrupting the Morphin Master. Yes, that was a great loss. And this is why we need all the Rangers we can. The last Legacy War almost destroyed this world, said the Morphin Master. Okay, so how can I help? Somehow she levitated the runestone and with a wave of her hand turned it into a coin with a white cross on a black background, the Cornish flag. Next to it, a device where the coin could sit. Use the morpher and call out... Hmm, what would you like to call out? Said the morphing master. Mark thought he had heard rumours that a ranger team was working out of the UK, but not many people had seen them. The ones that had say that each ranger represented parts of the UK. England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. Well, that's the Cornish flag. So I guess I'm the Cornish ranger. So, Colonel Bisficken, said Mark. She nodded and Mark took the morpher, pointed it out and pressed the button on the side and said, Colonel Bisficken! In a flash, he morphed into a red ranger with a gold and black shield with the Cornish flag on the chest and a black helmet with the faceplate as a white cross. On his side was a small green dagger that looked a little like a flute and on the other, a small sabre with a tiger's head. This is awesome! What can you tell me about my... Where the hell did she go? said Mark as he was standing in the room on his own. Hello there. I do apologise about interrupting you. But I have a question. Do you enjoy when things fall into place? When you know that everything that happens is meant to happen? Like a well-precised chest move. What I've just described is my entire life. I must make sure that everything that happens with the Power Rangers Future Foundation and more falls into place like a precise chest move. If you want to see everything that I have planned for the Parenter's Fair Foundation and other Parenter teams, come over to the Tiger Tail YouTube channel where you'll see my work unfold. Back to action! Mark stood there for a minute, then everything vanished as he was teleported away to a cave with computer consoles all around and a big mirror. Welcome, Mark, said a man as he walked out of the shadows. How does everyone know my name? Am I wearing a name badge or something? Said Mark. There's a very good reason for this. But first, let me introduce myself. I am Merlin, chief sorcerer to the throne of Camelot and advisor 
to King Arthur Pendragon. Mark just stood there, gobsmacked. He had always been interested in the legends of King Arthur, but never thought he'd meet Merlin. Then four others walked in. This is Samantha, the Irish Ranger. And Jordan, she's the Scottish Ranger. And Arthur, said Merlin, as a dark-haired man walked forward and shut Mark's hand. Call me Artie. I'm the English Ranger. And this is Jeff, short for Jeffro, the Sheep Ranger, Artie said with a giggle, pointing to the fair-haired man with wispy facial hairs. That's Welsh Ranger, you English twat, said Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, man. Had to say it once, said Artie. One of the girls, a redhead, walked over. You can call me Sam, she said. Jordan, said the other girl, a curly-haired brunette. They both smiled as they shaked Mark's hand. So you're all Power Rangers? I did hear rumours, but never thought it was true, said Mark. Well, we don't get out much. Well, in the human world, said Artie. Human world? asked Mark. With the help of the Morphin Master, I assembled this team to stop an old enemy, Morgan Le Fay, and her son, Mordred from trying to take over the human world, your world. Thanks to this team, she is stuck in the magical world. Right. Oh, hang on. So all the legends of King Arthur are true? So are you? Mark pointed at Artie. No, no. It was just dumb luck Merlin found someone called Arthur. Yes, thank you, Arthur. Well, I asked for help from the Morphin Masters, as I knew Morgan would return one day, said Merlin. Question. What's with the human and magical world thing? Mark asked. Well, that's the one good news from all of this. This place is part of a nexus. There's one in Brywood, but unlike that one, this is the only way in to another dimension, said Jeff. So, like another Earth? Like insiders? Jordan shook her head. Man, you can tell you were born in the 80s. No, more like another realm, like in Mortal Kombat. It exists alongside our realm. Not cause of an action not taken, said Jordan. So why didn't she go through the one in Briarwood, besides the Power Rangers? My friend Udama is also a very powerful sorcerer. And to be fair, Morgan hates me more than she wants to fight Udama and her Mystic Rangers. Plus, if she gets through them, there's like a hundred more Rangers to take care of her, said Merlin. So... Our job is to protect this side of the Nexus Point, said Sam, putting her arm around Jordan. Might be an idea to show him, in person. Look, Artie pointed to the mirror in the corner, and it showed a quarry-like area. Marching towards the mirror were hundreds of skeleton knights. Looks like she's going to try and breach the barrier. You all must go. Mark, I know your powers are new. Trust your instincts. Don't fight the power. The grid will tell you what to do. May the power protect you all, said Merlin. The five all lined up, and Artie said, All right, guys, it's morphin' time. Go, Royal Britannia! Sam, Jordan, Jeff, and Artie cried. As they said this, they raised their wrist morphers with gold coins, each with a particular symbol on them. A red cross with a white background for England a white X with a blue background for Scotland, a red dragon on a green and white background for Wales, and a green four-leaf clover for Ireland. Colonel Bistvicken, Mark cried, holding out his morpher. In a flash of light, they all morphed into their ranger forms. 
the English Ranger, a white helmet with a red cross for a visor and a white and red suit, the Scottish Ranger, a blue helmet with a white X visor and a blue and white suit, the Irish Ranger had a white helmet with a green clover on the visor, the Welsh Ranger had a red helmet shaped like a dragon and a white and green suit. And then there was the Red Cornish Ranger. They all stepped through the mirror and waited for the army to come. And there you have it everybody. That is the first chapter in the Red Cornish Ranger arc. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was my first attempt at writing my own series. And there's many more to come. Uh, this is the first arc in what I'm hoping to be a few arcs, at least. So I'd like to thank a few people, though, because without them, I wouldn't have even attempted this. Firstly, Cosplay Dude 637 from his podcast, Universe 19. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have even started this idea because it was him that came up with the idea of making the Red Cornish Ranger character into reality. Uh, also, Ty Tiger, who does Tiger Tales on YouTube. It was also thanks to him as well that I came up with this idea of doing the prequel series. And, you know, we are all three of us. We call ourselves the Ranger Bros. And we're all creating a new series down the line as well. And hopefully this is all going to create a massive universe that you can all enjoy. I'd also like to thank Jim and Billy, the Balkan Scholar podcast, who without them, I certainly wouldn't have decided to start doing a podcast. Uh, and it's, it's been fun doing this. And uh, like I say, I just hope you all enjoy what the episode I did. And, you know, there's going to be many more. So just stay tuned and I'll be producing more episodes, adapting more comics, and hopefully as well doing some more original series. So thanks again for listening. And we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.